Hello everybody, welcome back. We're home from our holiday and we're ready to go again with episode five. Woohoo, full of energy and ready to go. Raring to go. Ready to go, whoa. Hell yeah. (laughs) Coming at you again with some more content on health, longevity, fitness, diet, all that good stuff. The stuff that's going to keep you living longer. And we've got Leo the dog with us today. He's with us most episodes. Yeah, he's just joining in. He's a healthy dog, actually, isn't he? He's really healthy. So what did we do for Leo? When we got Leo, we um, we did our own research. And um, a lot of the issues with dogs nowadays is matching humans. And it's all linked to basically to the environment, what they eat. Yeah. So Leo uh, only eats natural foods that humans can eat, pretty much. Doesn't get any treats, does he? The only treats he has are like jerky. Well, he has treats, but they're good quality meat treats, aren't they? Yeah, like jerky and bits like that, aren't they? Yeah. Gets all his exercise. He does. On a daily basis. He's just taken up um, frisbee throwing, isn't he? <laughs> I bought a frisbee from B&M <laughs> and I brought it home and I've had a little play with it. Because normally I throw a ball around in the field. Promise he, he takes it and just runs away. He doesn't give it back. The recall's awful. So I thought, <laughs> frisbee, different dimension. Let me try this. And he loves it. He doesn't run, run away with it, but he sort of keeps it where it is. So I'm able to come and pick it up. Right. Uh, he loves it. So Good basically exercise. you're throwing it to yourself. Yeah. But he does chase it. It's more of a boomerang than a frisbee, isn't it? Oh, But no, he's a healthy dog, isn't he? He eats well. Gets yeah. his exercise. We actually have a little tracker for him, don't we? So we know his steps. Yeah, so he's day. got a pit pat on yeah. his collar, which is a uh, dog like Fitbit. A, yeah, it's, it's a Fitbit, basically. tracks his steps. It's really cool, actually, because he gets points. And with those, you can get rewards. So you can get more like dog chews and yeah. stuff for him. So that's pretty cool. Good little device. Healthy little dog, aren't you, mate? He's never, he's never eaten any human foods. We've never given him like a biscuit or... Oh, well, I've dropped some things on the kitchen floor every now and then. He's, mm. It's funny, because when I drop vegetables, he doesn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> he looks at it, he's like, well, I'm... he runs over to it, it's a bit of broccoli. He's like, oh. Yeah, no, not for bit, me. Bit naff, isn't it? He looks at you like, what, am I a vegan or what? You're serious. <laughs> You're, You're serious, serious right vegan. <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah. what are we going to talk about? I'll tell you what we can start talking about. I had um, actually uh, someone was asking me questions about females. Well, it was, it, she was a female. I mean, it could be generally anybody. But she was talking about how she didn't realise until uh, being a member of us that if you're a small person, you actually eat less. You need mm-hmm. to eat less. So I think the point she was trying to make is, because obviously we put her in a diet and we're told she's, she'd lost lots of weight, but um, she ate like her husband. So whatever um, portion sizes the family had, she had as well. But, you know, we, we would class her as a small female. So small females, unfortunately, don't need a lot of food. And your age goes against you as well. So if you're a small female and you're um, above middle age, shall we, should we say, um, you don't need a lot of calories in the day. And what are these? a lot of small people do is they just eat the same amount as uh, their spouses and wonder why they're not losing weight. Now, she said that was a big learning curve for her, where she was having portion sizes the same as the rest of the family. And then actually, when we went through her diet, it was evident she was eating too much. And she never realised that as a small person, or a small female in this case, um, she doesn't need a lot of food. So uh, to fuel the basal metabolic rate, if you're little, um, you you don't need a lot anyway. Yeah, so we were saying women because biologically they do have smaller frames, don't they? They generally yeah. are a little bit smaller than their male counterparts. 
So yeah. generally they require less calories. And I think we, when we do have guys that under eat, uh, you know, or an are maybe smaller, but generally we do find that is more females, isn't it? That yes. overeat because the rest of their family, they just eat the same portion size. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> and she, the, the woman we talk about has husband and two sons. So she's making these large portions for them, two growing lads, and she's having the same amount, yeah. which really she shouldn't need at all. So that's a really good tip if you are a smaller framed person, is you don't need, you know, if you're a big guy, and even if you're overweight, but still a big guy, you require a lot more food. Mm. Um, but if you're small, you don't require that amount of food. And then as you get older, uh, you require even less to an extent, higher protein, but less overall calories. You just don't need it. Um, so yeah, there's a little tip for you know small people, especially small females, um, don't have portion sizes the same as the rest of the family. You don't need as much. Yeah, and I think a lot of let's go back to females with this. Um, I think a lot of older women want to like blame other things for why they're not losing weight. So it could be so something so simple as we've just discussed as portion size, but they want to they want to point towards menopause or uh, metabolism and things like these and, and thyroid and you know hormones generally. And it's, we know it's not all, never, ever nearly as complex as those things. It's much more simpler than that mm. when you look at it basically. I'd, um, best of my knowledge, I think the, the metabolism doesn't, doesn't change much from about mid-20s, 30s onwards. So as we get older, your metabolism doesn't slow. What changes as we get older is, is us. We change. We do less. We move less. You know, life becomes much more stressful as we're older because we have to work. Uh, putting all these hours into work as you know now many many people have to work from home so they're sitting all day long but they're saying oh my hormones are out my metabolism is slow no you actually analyze it your lifestyle has changed yeah looking at convenience foods as well having less time means not time in the kitchen you're probably buying foods and having quicker food like junk rather than preparing actual dishes for yourself yeah so very you know it's, it's easy and we see this a lot people Look for a complex thing because it's easy to blame a complex thing. And we're talking about losing weight here or losing body fat. It's easy to blame a complex thing because it's so complex that you don't understand it. The NHS won't deal with it to an extent because it's complex in nature. And that's it. It's job done, isn't it? I'm not losing weight. It's my hormones. Down to this. End of. But again, through my research into this and reading topics on it, it's very rarely that complicated. So again, back to what we started this conversation about, if you're a small female, you could just be having larger portions or eating too much. Yeah. So an example of that, if we have a small female, um, let's, let's use your mum as an example. My wife, she's a small female. If she wants to go on a diet, um, she's going to be on about 12, 1400 calories a day to lose weight because she's, she's only small. She's 51 years old. She doesn't require a lot. And we say, you know, she gets 12, 1400 calories a day to lose weight. You can walk into Costa Coffee and have a caramel latte and a piece of carrot cake. And that's 700 calories. That's half of your intake. It's half of your mum's mm. intake in the day just for one piece of cake and a coffee. And this is the, you know, the unfortunate thing with small people especially small females they don't require a lot of food 
So when you think about that, and you go into Costa Coffee, you have that piece of cake, and you carry on with latte, then you go lunch later on with the girls. Exactly. And then wonder why you're putting weight on. So, <clears throat> yeah, to, to, to the point what she said was a big learning curve for her, she didn't need to eat these big portion sizes. She didn't realise that. Uh, she had no understanding. No. And now she does have a good understanding. And she realises she doesn't need a lot of food in the day to operate. Um, so that's a good point there. And again, yeah, don't uh, don't don't look for the complex things. Why you're not losing weight is very rarely that complicated. Usually, it's right under your nose. It is it's what you do daily. Yeah, it's the simple things. Mm. And I say, uh, you know, people bl- blame their metabolism. You hear damaged metabolism, broken metabolism. Uh, but it's, it's, that's really not a thing. The metabolism doesn't change that much. Um, not enough to stop weight loss. What does change is what you do. I mean, even me, I'm you know my age now. I you know I'm fifty eight. I don't have as much energy as I did ten years ago. I don't. You know, as I get older, I start to slow down. Uh, things do get a little bit harder, and you don't do as much. If you remember. You know, me, son, when I was young, I used to, you, you know, you used to tell me up all the time because I would never sit still. Mm. I could not sit for any longer than 10 minutes. Now I'm quite happy to have a little sit down and a rest because yeah. my day's busy working with people. Obviously, I exercise a lot. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed I need more rest now. So even me, I've slowed down. My environment's changed. So <clears throat> always look down there first before it gets too complex. What basic things can we, can we look at? Are we overeating? You know, are we not, uh, you know, is our activity too low? Yeah. And that's the simple tactics you and I do, yeah. is to get people to walk more and things like that. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, yeah, that's that subject, I suppose. But um, what do you think about that, mate? Anything else to say? Yeah, it's just good for people to know how much they're eating in the day, especially for women who try and match their husbands and stuff with food. To say, guys generally eat more, yeah. do to eat more. And your body does adapt. I mean, your stomach does grow and shrink with food. I mean, we've experienced this, both of us. Yeah. So I think as a, a small person, small female, if you're eating big meals, your body adapts to it. But when you cut those portion sizes down, yes, you're going to be hungry and you're going to go through that process. But once you get used to and adapt to those small meals, it becomes easier again, doesn't it? Yeah. And on the back of that, we deal with a lot of people. I mean, fat loss is a massive part of what we do, of course. But it's amazing how many people we help gain weight, isn't it? So many people have come to us and are either under eating or they're plateauing with their fat loss because they've been on a diet for so long. Yeah. Their, their body's adapted to that, that to having less food, food intake. The metabolism has slowed down, slowed down to, to be with that small amount of food. Um, so we see that a lot. And... Just thinking about that, let's, let's conversate about this a little bit. Let's talk about bulking a little bit. Okay. So taking it from, obviously, gaining uh, body fat from um, portion size and then blaming other things. A lot of people come to us and they need to put weight on. And one of the mistakes I see all the time is they, they talk about bulking products like proteins. Yeah. Things like that that are really expensive. Um, so I think people's idea of bulking is not quite right no they were like a dirty bulk you hear about yeah they would eat lots of junk food but 
So when people come to us, we've had it so many times, they say, I can't gain weight. And then we giggle, don't we? We say, well, eat more. Oh, I'm eating loads, I'm eating loads, I eat loads. And then we analyse their diet. They're not eating loads no. at all. They think they are, but they're not. Well, they might be having loads of single ingredient foods. You might be eating really healthily, but it doesn't necessarily mean your calories are that high. Exactly. That was your problem, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's my problem. When you bulk, my your, problem. your diet is so good, you mm. struggle to bulk. So we've discussed our diets before in previous episodes, and I eat minimal junk food. I like to say I follow the 90% single ingredient rule. I do eat a lot of good stuff. It's a lot of good stuff, but it doesn't mean it's got many calories in. When you eat healthily, there isn't much calories there at all. So if you're trying to gain weight, these are two things. Number one, every, pretty much everybody I know that said they can't gain weight, they weren't eating enough. And a lot of these people are very busy people. They're very sort of erratic, blah, 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 rushing around, and they forget mm. to eat. Yeah. You know, if you're truly busy, you forget to eat. You really do. And I find a lot of these people are really busy. They forget to eat. Uh, or they think they're eating lots, or they're not. Or as Kay just said, they're eating loads, but it's really healthy foods, which is fantastic, but are naturally low in calories. Yeah. So how do we deal with that? Well, we don't go for the uh, the super weight gain shakes and all these the, things. The 40, 50 quid mass gainer. Yeah. That's only just protein with rolled oats in Rolled oats, yeah. yeah like <laughs> fine oats in it, and just full of junk, basically. So if you are trying to gain weight, how do you go about that? Well, what we do is we focus on um, inexpensive, high-calorie foods. So we don't, you don't want to spend a load of money on it. But, and also, you can't, like as Cade said, he eats really, really good, and he does. He eats better than me. Um, but because he eats so well, he struggles to get the calories in. So what do we do? Well, we eat inexpensive, high-calorie foods, nut butter. So nut butter, full of calories. A tablespoon is like 100 calories. So nut butter is great. Uh, olive oil, a tablespoonful of olive oil is 100 calories. Uh, we use uh, tins of rice, don't we? So uh, rice pudding, or would you call it rice pudding? Is uh, Rice pudding. I mean, yeah, rice pudding. Yeah, cream rice, semolina, all of those. Yeah, so rice pudding. Um, what is it? Well, it's, it's rice that's higher in calories with cream. Uh, it's about 400 ca- uh, calories a can, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're bulking, unlike dieting where you're actually eating less and you don't have to buy more, bulking you have to buy more food and actually prep more. So I think more work goes into bulking than does dieting because food needs to be there. If it's not, you won't eat. That's what's good about being cost effective with the rice pudding because 25p a can of savers is like 400 calories. Now, if you fill your cupboards up with that, that takes a few minutes to eat, eat through. And that's more cost effective then. You're not having to spend money on these mass gainers and you're wasting money. So it's good to find cheaper products with more calories in that aren't complete junk. And rice pudding is a good way to go about it. Yeah, definitely. Nut butter, all of those. And if we say with rice puddings, if you do work on site or you're busy, you can chuck a couple of cans with a can opener into your bag and a spoon. Just Done, literally yeah. open the top, 800 get calories. a spoon and dig into it in the day. So a quick tin of cream rice. Yes, it's not the best. We know that. But it's a great way of getting additional calories. And this is alongside nutrients as well. Yes. You're having you're having good meals in the day. You're having your dinner with your veg and you're having fruit. In, and you're getting your nutrients. But to fill that up, you're having the rice pudding in between. Yeah, so rice pudding, nut butter. Uh, again, rice is a good way of getting a few calories in. Uh, pasta is okay. I'm not so keen on it, but it's high calorie. But rice is a great way of bulking things out. 
um, butter. So um, butter's a good uh, a good way of getting those calories. Any oil, basically, yeah, is a good way. <laughs> Speaking of rice, um, you know the house in Bentley, the big one that the guy who owns Tilda oh, Rice yeah, yeah, Company. Yeah. I'll go and see him, see if he can do me some deals on some rice. Yeah, yeah. The amount you eat. <laughs> I need to get another bag soon. Yeah. I'm getting through lots of it. <laughs> um, just thinking about the... Um, I read something about the uh, about butter. Um, it, I just want me to know. In this randomised crossover trial, the consumption of extra virgin olive oil compared to butter improved blood pressure and blood lipids. So even though we do promote butter and olive oil, on a, a little... Uh, study there um, olive oil come out better and we do we always rate olive oil yeah and generally you use more oil than butter anyway yeah you but you spread butter don't you whereas oil you use to cook with so yeah. you generally do use more oil so again just, i just made a note of that i'll just read that again um in this randomized crossover trial the consumption of extra virgin olive oil compared to butter improved blood pressure and blood lipids you know which is so basically virgin uh, Extra virgin olive oil is better, but hey, butter's delicious, isn't it? <laughs> that Kerrygold salted is lovely, yeah, we especially have Kerrygold, sourdough. Yeah, Kerrygold, which is from grass-fed cows. Yeah, it's a nice butter, though. But I do like a, little, a bit of butter, but olive oil better, butter delicious. <laughs> anyway, to add to that. So again, butter, olive oil, high calorie. So aim, I mean, just do your own research. Research high-calorie foods. Mm. I, we, um, I use a company called Olive Olive, who we... Do you remember what market that was we went to? It was somewhere local. Yeah, it was just it? a farmer's market, wasn't it? Market. It was a lovely yeah, local. Was uh, La- it Lavenham? I think so, yeah. Lavenham. We went to a farmer's market and there was a, there was a, a stand there called Olive Olive. And there was a lovely couple that ran it and they had family in, was it? In Cyprus. Cyprus, that's yeah. it. And they were bringing, uh, the, off their own plantation, they were bringing back uh, olive oil. And they had, uh, what's that cheese called again? Not feta. Um... It's embarrassing. <laughs> don't know. It doesn't matter. But, um, another <laughs> thing, while we're talking about olive oil, that, uh, there are certain things we spend our money on, and that's why Kate does invest into olive olive mm. because we know the people. Um, we know it comes from a lovely plantation. They import it in. Um, the quality of olive oil is really important. So if you're going to spend money on something, spend a bit extra on your olive oil, and it should always be in a dark bottle because light will affect it. Sunlight. So yeah. what does that, does that denature it or something? What does sunlight it, actually do? It oxidizes it, I think. It um, can make it go off pretty simply. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the it's always, always been a dark bottle. Yeah. So um, yeah, so anyway, back to what we're talking about. Go go to high calorie foods to increase. So yeah, a couple of cans of rice pudding, you can sort of get into your diet in a day. That's an extra 800 calories straight away. Yeah. Uh, you know, good few um, big tablespoons of peanut butter looking three, four hundred calories. And again, with the rice pudding, it's very versatile. You can add jam to it, protein powder, peanut butter. You can add anything to this to make it even more calorific. So yeah. yesterday, I had a can of rice pudding, got some of that chocolate caramel whey, dunked that in there, and that was bloody lovely. That was like a chocolate pudding, that was. Yeah. And that was like 600 calories. So if you do want to... Get crafty. Lovely. If you do want to gain weight, yeah, look for high-calorie foods. So don't think about you've got to consume loads and loads of foods as what Cade's been through himself, look at high-calorie foods and adding them in to your existing diet. And I totally agree with what Cade's saying. Um, it's got to be a very nutritious diet. Again, rice pudding isn't the best, but it's a great way of getting those additional calories. Yeah. And a bulk, if you, if, you are, if you actually do want a bulk, so a bulky means generally that you want to gain more muscle. You're in a surplus. You're above your... Yeah, you need to be in a surplus. And you want to gain muscle... 
you know you will gain some fat with that. Uh, but if you're bulking, you don't do a dirty bulk. There's no need for it. In fact, another study came out a couple of weeks ago, um, pretty much showing we only need to be slightly above our maintain to build muscle. So what we go, we go about 500 calories over the maintain, don't we? We calculate yeah. people's maintain, and we go about 500 calories over for a bulk, which is nothing really. So our maintain's about 2,500. Yeah. For my age, my height, my activity, because we're walking around and moving all day. Mm. So I'm doing 3,000 calories a day, which is quite a lot to eat. Think about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He has 5,000. So I'm mm. 2,000 shy of him, and he's like a seven-foot maniac. Yeah, and you do hear. You know, people might hear Cade's calories and go think, well, that's not a lot. We hear a lot about people being on four, four five thousand calories. Maybe, maybe they're, they're lucky. I certainly don't get those amount of calories. Now, I'm a professional dieter. I've been doing this 10 years. And, um, you know, I know where mine needs to be. And it's nowhere near as high as that. Same as yours. You know, you're only young. and You've been messing with your diet up and down and you can adjust it. And you know roughly what works mm. for you. Yeah. But again... I, when I have lower calories or around my main town, I feel much better than if I'm bulking anyway. You do. You feel lighter. You've got more energy. Right, yeah. This is another thing as well. Definitely, I feel better when I'm eating less food because when, I've, when I'm in a bulk, I just have to sleep after every meal. I have to... Um, yeah, I actually have to... Get to sleep. I do. No, I have a like big... Like a lion. Yeah, I do. I, I eat. As one of the clients just said in the studio, I think all the blood goes to my stomach and I just get all lightheaded and I have to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, because these portions I'm having, I'm having like three portions of rice with a breast of chicken. And these are big chicken breasts. These are like 600 calories each mm. with my veg. And it's just, it's a lot. And often I have to come back to it three to four times in the day. I put tinfoil over it and just keep like nibbling out of it until it's done. But so you do find bulking much harder than... Uh, a fat loss diet don't you well you just don't eat that's the thing you just go without it's yeah. so much easier <laughs> yeah. people people don't believe me but they're like oh yeah eat, bulking's easy it, it's not right if I had like jam donuts all day long I'd get to 3000 easy if I had jam donuts and beer I'd get there like by 11 o'clock probably 11am yeah, you, you feel shit yeah. but no definitely when eating less feel a lot more alert and yeah. I'm a little bit like that with sleep actually I feel like if I'm on 7 hours compared to the 8 I feel like I wake up and I'm more alert. If I've, get an, if I've got enough sleep, I wake up a little bit zombified. I mean, I'm, I'm too chilled out. Yeah, sleep, oh, sleep is very, extremely important. But it does vary with people. The amount yeah. of sleep they need, definitely. Five, seven, and I'm, I'm, like, yeah. I'm ready to go. They say you need eight hours. I, I always make sure I'm in bed for eight hours. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always, if I've got to be up at a certain time, I always make sure I'm in bed eight hours prior to that time. I don't sleep the whole eight hours, but that, that works for me. And I can sort of stay with inside that. So, yeah, if you do want to bulk, aim for high-calorie foods, peanut butter, rice, olive oil, butter, things like that. Any oil's good. Mm. Um, I think that's it. Anything if you've got a blender, blender's a Blend hit. it all up. <laughs> Stick it all in and blend oh, it all yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People think it's disgusting, but I put eggs in my in my like, shakes in a blender. Mm. Oh, it not, it tastes horrible. You don't taste it. The consistency might be a little bit more like runnier, yeah. but you don't realise, yeah, chuck an egg in. Mm. But yeah, I, I put everything in there, peanut butter, little drizzle of olive oil with a protein powder, creatine, just chuck it all in. <laughs> just chuck it. I think once I did a 3,000 calorie shake and that was like a roast dinner and a drink that was. <laughs> like You couldn't finish that. It was like you took a mouthful like, mm. <laughs> chewing on it. <laughs> chewing on it. <laughs> yeah, you had to like get through it. Tasty. But it is possible. Okay. 
So I've had a few people ask me about semaglutide um, for fat loss. Obviously, it's a bit of a sub. Sema what? <laughs> semaglutide. Who's been asking you about that? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> don't you? <laughs> no, what's semaglutide? So it's a new fat loss uh, product out there. That um, uh, there's a brand. There's brand names for it. Ozempic's one of them. That's the most common one. It's called Ozempic. I think there's a, there's a couple of others. Um, Wagovi or something. Wagovi. Wagovi. So some, I'm not sure. Rebel. Basically, uh, semaglutide is a peptide, and uh, it, it's it's been pushed quite a lot everywhere at the moment. I think the NHS are going to start using it if they haven't already. And people are saying, "What do I think about it?" Well, it works. It works. It 100% works. But all it does is it, it re- reduces your um, cravings. Basically, it just takes away your hunger. How to do that? Well, but, it's, it's cravings it's, mental. Yeah, it's complex, but it literally stops you feeling hungry. Oh, feeling hungry. Yeah, because cra- I feel like craving's probably like a mental thing. Yeah. I fancy a bit of chocolate. Yeah, perhaps you're right. Maybe I said that wrong. So it stops you feeling hungry. Yeah. Reduces the hunger pangs as such. Um, now, it does work. I, I think in the initial study on that, they, they, uh, I think the average fat loss was about 2.4 stone. Bloody so yeah. it definitely works. There's no doubts it works. Um but it's back to what we've discussed on other podcasts. They want you to take this for the rest of your life. So you, 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 you know, okay. If you take it and there's someone teaching you about nutrition and food and how to control everything, then yes. But will that happen? I doubt it. I reckon they'll be handing this, this out. People will be either injecting it as a pill form as well, but you can inject it as a pill form. And... I don't think you're going to learn anything from it. I think if you're going to, this is, it sounds like a supplemented getting your stomach shrunk. It, it basically, it, it, just, like it stops hunger pains. I'll have to look at it. it uh, it's complex. Isn't yeah, it? it is complex how it works. I, I have to look, literally look it up and read it to to, uh, to start. I can't say explain off the top of my head, uh, and I shouldn't. But um, but what I've read about it, it basically stops you feeling hungry. But I do think if you're going to lose weight and keep the weight off, you have to go through the journey. Knowledge. You have to learn. You have to learn and yeah. go through the journey. Yeah. And I think taking this, you're going to have to stay on it all the time. So you're constantly not eating a lot. And when you come off, what have you learned? Mm. Maybe nothing. You know nothing about food and the effect it has on the body. You know nothing about quality of food, nutrition, yeah. uh, macronutrients, micronutrients. You know nothing. You just know that you inject yourself or take this pill. It stops you feeling hungry, so you eat it's this and lose weight, isn't it? So, I do think weight loss, uh, you know, constant weight loss, or to lose weight and keep it off. I, I still believe you have to go through the journey of that. You have to go over the pain of feeling hungry because you're gonna live and, for a long time. You don't want to be taking that stuff for the rest of your life. Yeah, really. and I wonder. It's early days of this, but I wonder if that's what they're gonna to want to do is just get you to stay on it. We should sell a peptide experience. Should you do do a peptide dosage for a certain amount of time and teach people all the while, so when they come off of it, they can carry on yeah, like a kickstart. That's what I'd like to happen, like but a, I'm not sure if it will. I'm not seeing like that a peptide package. Yeah, I'm not just not seeing that at the moment. That um, I think they'll just take the product, and again, what happens when you stop taking that product? Where do you go from and then there? If you start, you know, it's a money maker again. It becomes a money maker. It's like drugs, isn't it? Yeah. You, people are always it will always be in demand people will always require it mm. but yeah basically at the moment uh, again it's, it's fairly it's been out a long long time it's been out ages but it's becoming popular now 
Uh, depends how they deal with it, but I just think, yeah, it stops you feeling hungry. You eat less, you're going to lose weight. Um, but I do think you st- you've still got to go through the journey, really, and learn a lot. Um, while on a diet, you learn so much about food and nutrition. And I think the journey is important, personally. Right, well, um, I just read on here, uh, in this analysis of studies, uh, tea drinking was associated with a reduced risk of dementia. Yeah, that's right, yeah. that's Pretty bloody little, interesting, isn't it? Yes, yeah, a little me- meta-analysis. They've taken all the information out there and, and took a look at it. And they're saying, yeah, tea drink associated with reduced risk of dementia. So is that all tea? Yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, I'm not sure. I'd, get, I'd, uh, I'd have to look in the study fully to see what, if there's certain tea they used. Turkish I tea. would say, yeah, ter- I would say tea generally. But then again, coffee, uh, you know, I've researched coffee and I do believe the positive effects of coffee far outweigh Co- the negatives. Cognitive again, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's, it's your brain. But this meta-analysis does show that um, drinking tea uh, reduces risk of dementia. So... Get that Japanese pot out again. Yeah. I bought one for my mum for her birthday. It was this lovely Japanese teapot and um, got some nice cups of it. And we've got some different uh, teas. We've got gum powder, isn't it? Yeah. All different ones. Little ceremonial teas. That's another thing as well. It's nice having something like that so you can just sit with your family and have a little tea and, and talk and stuff. It's quite nice to do. Going back to our um, mental health thing on the first episode and being with the ones you love and being with family... That's a good way to share an experience, isn't it? Yeah. A little teapot. Enjoy the teas and sit and try them sure. and enjoy yeah. them. Yeah. It's nice. Say so time moves really fast, so you've got to try and make it stop for you sometimes. Yeah. Tea. Tea, so tea reduces dementia. You know what? If, I would think I've got dementia already because <laughs> I, I can't retain information on terror. Even though we're talking here <clears throat> and I'm passionate about health and longevity, so I really spend a lot of my time on it. But generally, but the thing is with me, I think I ought to mention. I've always been like it ever since yeah, I was fifteen. I've never yeah. had a good good memory. I, it's I, just you, mate. It's just me and Bill who struggle to absorb information. Well, so do I. Um, some things I'm all right with, but some things I literally just shut off and I can't. Yeah, I read. I mean, I'm also always reading information and different bits and pieces that are coming out. And I get I get the backbone of it and struggle to get the the depth of it as such. Yeah. Well, I, I read the depth of it and then struggle to maintain that information. But um, anyway. Maybe I should drink more tea. <laughs> yeah, drink tea now, yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, another one. We've got another little note we had. Uh, another meta-analysis um, of observational studies. A high intake of ultra-processed food was associated with an increased risk of overall cancer. So Which goes uh, off the back of our, our, our meat, podcast our about podcast ultra-processed food. So, yeah. you know, what Kay and I keep saying to people... Just stay away from ultra-processed foods. If you can do that, you're already going to increase your time on this planet. And this study shows that. So uh, the the higher intake of ultra-processed foods was associated with an increased risk of overall cancer. Um, Again, we've covered this. I am a strong believer that most illnesses and diseases are linked to our environment. What we eat, what we drink, the air we breathe, things like this. So food is important, and there's another study just underlining that. Mm. Um, so stay away from ultra-processed foods. What is an ultra-processed food? Just think how far away is it from the original? We use Pringles, don't we? How far yeah. is it away is a Pringle from a potato? It's a long way. I like to think people that listen to this podcast right now and have listened to our previous ones, you're not eating very many processed foods anyway. Because, it's just, frankly, it's just a bit disgusting, isn't it? Like... 
your your ideology on life should be always be in line with nature, exercise, fitness, and health. Your diet, especially like ultra processed foods, they're not even that attractive to me. I don't think I don't think of anything where I'm like, oh yeah, fancy a bit of that, or I fancy a sausage. Out that means that's us. They make these foods addictive, don't they? Yeah. Like Pringles, they spent tens of thousands on perfecting the crunch. So they were chucking different things in there that didn't need to go in it, just so that it was a good crunch and things like that. So they're aimed to, to pull you in. When we look at foods, we, you know, we are not normal. We are healthy, and this is why we do mm. what we do. Um, we look at foods like also, we love food. We love food. We love the taste of food. We love good food. Oh, yeah. But you and I both think, what does that food offer me? Oh, it's fuel. You do. You think, what does it offer me? What does that offer me? Well, that's got protein in it. Or, oh, that's, you know, mushroom extract. You know, we know that offers so much to us Mm. uh, as that. So we we don't just look at food. And then we look at ultra-processed foods. And what does that offer me? Well, it offers me 10 seconds of... A tasty, you know, burst or do- of dopamine. Yeah, just dopamine. just, and, just and for a little while, and then two hours of regret. Regret. Of eating. <laughs> and, and that's the truth of it. You eat these things, and it seems like a good idea. And then, you, you once you've eaten, it, you think, "Well, was that it? Is that it's gone already?" And you've just consumed hundreds and hundreds of calories. And again, you're in, yeah, most of your intake's gone. Yeah, and you it's could like, have filled that with good food. Yeah, and we, you know, we're not super perfect. We do have little treats and snacks, um, but generally, I always look at the food. Uh, you know, if you and I, when we choose a meal, we always start with our protein. We've discussed this. Where is my protein coming from? Okay, yeah. So, so on holiday. If we're on holiday, we'll go to the buffet and you and I will say, right, what protein are we eating? We start with protein. I, I looked over at you. Our first meal in the buffet, I looked over and I could just see you scouring for, for meat or some kind of protein. First thing I found was some, some hard-boiled eggs, yeah. which would been completely untouched by everyone else. That's the first thing. It's like, right, protein first, then stuff. And then look for our vegetables and yeah. things to go with it. So, yeah, I always look at food and what, what can it offer me? What, mm. what does it offer me? Now, sometimes if it is pleasure, it's a glass of wine, say. Yeah. What does it offer me? Well, it offers me a moment. I might sit with you and we have a glass of wine together. We have a little chat about life and things. And it, it offers me time with my son and, and, and mm. a moment. So... Is alcohol the best for me? Maybe not, but it does offer me something. What I'm saying is, is me and Ross in the studio, pint with a purpose. Yeah. You're having a drink, but there's a reason behind it. You're either having it with a meal, you're having it with someone you love. It's for a reason. You're not just necking fluid. Yeah, it's a good point. Just because. So yeah. actually, it means something and it's memorable. So, um, yeah, and a really another valid point. So stay away from ultra processed foods. I'm convinced it's what causes illnesses, diseases, and cancer, as, as this study shows. I'm convinced it does. Um, and stay away from that. And then think about food, what it offers you, and stick with what we state. You know, 90, 80 90% single ingredient food, nutritionally dense food, and 10 to 20% goodies and treats. If you stick with that, you'll be in a good place. But stay away from the really ultra-processed foods and try to stick with natural food as much as possible. And well, again... Yeah, just talk about foods that offer something. Here we go. Yeah, Yeah, on this last one we got here is this randomised controlled trial. Walnut consumption improved attention, fluid intelligence and ADHD symptoms in children with high adherence to to the intervention. So, walnuts. Walnuts, they're they're pretty tasty. So, this is a question I ask as well. We went, it's got better now, but 
few years ago, we went through a massive stage with all our children be, being diagnosed with ADHD. It was like a virus spreading through. Or autism and stuff. Yeah, all the kids have got ADHD, ADHD, you've got an issue. Okay, what food are they eating? (laughs) (laughs) They don't ask that question. Yeah, um, chicken nuggets, um, Coca-Cola, chips, Smarties. Smarties, um, um, Oh, um, Angel Delight for dessert. Um, So these um, kids are hyper because they've got a massive (laughs) sugary diet. But they again, they're giving. They, they, they're just saying, "Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, ADHD, ADHD." Hold on, hold on. Before you start giving them drugs or start, you know, antidepressants, and they're stuff. naming them with something, labeling. Yeah, is it anything to, anything to do with their diet? Are they, are they eating lots of sugary products? Their diet poor. It's causing problems. Do they have an intolerance to something mm. that's causing issues with their gut that's making them go weird? They're only young, you know. You just don't know. And how much food does a child eat? Need to eat. Well. Depends again, but you know, definitely not loads of sweets and yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, well, wasn't it a while ago when we were talking with some members about their child that had ADHD issues, and it was something to do with a Sunny D or something? Their lunch, yeah, that's right. That was they, a long they, they, they packed years a Sunny ago. D into their lunchbox at school. That's and right. And the, the, the teachers were like, "Look, your son's out of control. We don't know what to do with him." And it's because of this drink. They took and it out and he was fine again. It was Sunny D, weren't it? It was Sunny D. The so he was drinking out. Sunny D and whatever it was, he was... And even now, as an adult, he's still prone to sugar. If that he has was any, a long time ago, that was, wasn't if it? He has, yeah. If he has a, any high sugary foods, even as an adult now, he gets really hyper and buzzed. Yeah. As a child, he was just causing chaos because of this sugar. So it just shows you, I'd always look at what your child's eating, first mm. of all. And again, again, we we dealt with children's diets to an extent we don't a diet just means a way of eating we don't do fat loss diets with young people but we do talk about the nutrition content of food and the effect it has on your hair skin running fast jumping high all these things that children are interested in but if you're a parent you must lead by example yeah if if people see you eating well then they'll eat well you know Cade's sitting here across from me and he's the perfect example well, his mum and I have always eaten well. He's, that's all he's ever known. It's all yeah. he's ever known. And um, if you're eating, if you're a parent and you're eating terrible foods and sweets and chocolate in front of your child, then they're going to do the same. Yeah. There's only one person to blame, and that's you. It's not your child's fault, it's you. Mm. So if you are a parent and you're, you know, perhaps your child does have uh, ADHD, um, or you're getting issues, different issues, then look at their diet and lead by example. Look it up, do your research, change your diet and pass that diet down to them. And it doesn't matter. It, it takes six attempts for a child to like a food group. So if they don't like something, don't just quit and give them chips. Try again, yeah. try again, try again. Because we see a lot of children just end up eating cheese, chips, pasta, don't they? Oh, but he Live likes that. But she likes that. Yeah, but she likes that. Well, yeah. Okay, but you're damaging the health. Would you truly, intentionally damage your child's health? You're, you know, you're, you think you're loving them and you're not. You're causing damage to them. Uh, nutrition is extremely important. So anyway, back to that walnuts. So um, yeah, something so natural as walnut. Because funny, we talked about food. <laughs> we discussed this earlier, weren't we? Yeah. So a walnut looks like a brain. <laughs> what does it do? Has positive effects on the brain. And it comes with a lot of foods like that, doesn't it? Foods that look the way, yeah. The, the, the benefit that they give when you consume them, they yeah. look the. So it's um, really fun, isn't it? Yeah. So walnuts can really help child. So you know, try, try walnuts. Try natural foods. Did you know uh, kidney beans are good for your kidneys? 
They look like kidneys. No, I just made that oh, up. Right. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but they most probably are, though. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll have to um, discuss that in the next podcast. I'll get a list of foods where they look like the, the benefit yeah. they, they give. I think avocado's good for, you, for your balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks like, yeah. like nuts. Yeah. It's good for your there's nuts. A, there's a few things, aren't there? I can't think of the top of my head some of the others now. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's a, there's a, a long time since we've had a conversation about this. Um... You have to find him. I can't think of him. But we always said, well, that's good for the brain. It looks like a little brain, don't we? And See, they we actually should, are. Yeah, yeah. This study proves that. So, yeah, with your, with your children, make sure they are getting a good diet and don't just give them what they like. Because if you do that, you'll end up just feeding them sweets and sugars. And I was thinking, even at school, I remember the packed lunches that everyone had. So you had uh, the fruits, there was little raisins covered in chocolate. You had the fruit wind-ups. There's so much fructose. It was yeah. all, that was just fruit-based. It was just so much fruit. Yeah. Uh, the, a lot of yogurts and stuff and sandwiches but most of it were these little fruit snacks which probably have a, well they do have a lot of, sugar a lot of rubbish in them as well it's just it's just rubbish again so yeah if you feed, feed your children well if they don't like it it takes six attempts for a child to like a food group so stick with it uh, they will eat when they're hungry don't pamper to their needs because you'll end up they'll end up with such a bad diet and they'll just rule the roost they will they such a bad diet and lead by example if you're eating bad food, we know now there's enough study out there that obese parents have obese children. Yeah. You know, it's linked. So you really must lead by example. If you start eating better, you change your diet, then your child will watch what you're doing and, and replicate it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, make sure your children are eating good and get them eating some walnuts. Yeah, get some walnuts in their brain. lunchbox. Lovely. Exactly. All right, guys, thank you for joining us today for the fifth episode. Uh, we'll come back with some more content for you next week. And thank you for people asking us to discuss things. Yeah, keep uh, asking. Please ask us questions. Yeah, because we, we need some prompts. We'll, we'll talk about anything. We'll research and talk about anything. So send some stuff our way. And again, what we try to do is simplify. Uh, we again, not things we talk about are very complex. As I rightly said, I can't remember all the information on them. I could sit and read it to you, but we don't. This is these are just off the cuff conversations we have. Yeah, uh, we yeah. are passionate about what we do. And we just like to simplify things so you can understand them. Uh, Oh yeah, most things are are made to be complex, but they're not really. When you actually talk about them and understand them, they're not. They're quite, again, in line with nature. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I was thinking about the other day about our training. Uh, To to be qualified in what we do, we had to learn about muscle origin and insertion. So we had to literally learn to pass our exam on where the muscle or where, where its origin is and where the insertion is. How many times, I've been doing this 10 years, you've been doing this nearly six years now. How many times have you told someone where the origin and insertion is? Maybe once or twice just to impress them. <laughs> just to make you look <laughs> Just to make me look cool, yeah. I've never done it in 10 years. No, no. one cares where their origin is. What they care about is their mental health, you mm. know, feeling better, getting stronger. Uh, they're interested in losing weight. They're not interested in where their muscles are. It's not, so I've been doing this 10 years and I had to go through it all to pass uh, to become a level yeah. three personal trainer. I've never used it once. I think there's, there's, there's one where it's the, the bicep because people get injured on the front of their shoulder and really it's, the, it's a bicep one yeah. as it comes up into the shoulder here. They think it's their shoulder and it's not. It's actually part of the bicep. But other than that, you're right. It's not it's necessary. Just, you don't use it. And, and again, we're not physiotherapists. What we have, we have our we have our recommended physiotherapist, and AT Physio, big up. Yeah. So if we get anybody that needs uh, physiotherapy, we it's not what we do. 
It's, no. We don't specialise that. We we're not we don't know enough. So we we pass that on. We only do what we're good at, and what we're good at is you know people's mental health, positivity, getting them feeling good yeah. about themselves, getting stronger, losing weight. We are about physical and mental transformation. And gen- generally, at. we don't really get injured. So I like to think that our way of training is safe and effective. And yeah, we so, know what we're good yeah. at. We know what we're not good at, and. Um, you know, we deal with what we're good at, and what we're good at is transformation, and that's all we stick with. So, um, yeah, anyway, guys. That was the longest episode we've done before. Well, hey. We're now on our 45th minute. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, we will catch up with you all soon. Yeah, take care, guys. All See right. you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.